and welcome back to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy, and today we welcome back to the podcast Illinois Realtors Manager of State Government Affairs, Jim Clayton, to talk about the latest news from the Illinois 103rd General Assembly with only four days left in the spring session. Jim, welcome back to Illinois Realtors Weekly. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so we're phoning in because you guys are working overtime right now, man. You guys are not stopping at all. Lots of stuff to uh, kind of inform our members of here. But we did just pass Mother's Day over the weekend, and we have four scheduled days left. So what's the biggest news been so far with regard to like the issues that are affecting our members and private property owners? Uh, the biggest news right now, I would say, uh, for those engaged members, they just took part in it. But uh, last week, uh, we negotiated back and forth and then had to put on kind of a full-on press on the Tenant Radon Protection Act. Um, and that bill had different and various provisions in it to allow a tenant to break a lease and, and when it, that could happen and certain testing things and a new act and all these disclosure things. And uh I can get into that a little bit more later, but I would say that is probably the biggest issue and luckily kind of worked out in our favor. But uh, those that were at Capital Conference or those that read the state capital report will be very familiar with the Tenant Radon Protection Act. Yeah, exactly. And so as I understand it, you thought um, our team had brokered a deal for some changes, but then supporters of the bill sort of changed their minds. Like, is that what happened? Like, and can you tell us a little bit about how the call to action that we put out there impacted that whole situation? Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, you know, we'll go back. Um, even further than that, we'll go back into March and April when the bill was still in the committee. You know, we didn't have a lot of, we're known for, as we, as you guys hear, and as we've said on this podcast before to work with you and compromise, not just outright tries to oppose a bill. So we had, uh, a lot of concerns with this bill, with the tenant rate on protection act early in March and, and even testified in committee in March and the Senate committee, judiciary committee against it. Um, and the House, it was a deadline week, the House version, it was picked up by Representative Ann Williams. Um, they're in the Lung Association kind of drafted this this act, which they have put forward before just with a little tweaks here and there for about 10 years. So uh, maybe even a little bit more. But, you know, we couldn't really get in on the game because we had a lot of um, our focus going elsewhere at the time as a state legislative team. And especially getting rushed during a deadline week and one of the house committees it was in they didn't even allow for testimony either from a proponent or an opponent they were um saying okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna work on this we just want to continue the discussion you know and we were under understanding the whole time that this bill would be something we were able to work on at least one of the versions because there's an identical version in the senate um at least one of the versions so we talked to senator elman uh in a deadline week for the senate to pass their bills and send them over to the house and um, she agreed with us that they didn't need two versions run at the same time. She was So she was not going to call the Senate version, and we'll work on the House version that comes over. Well, we did just that. Uh, for um, uh, about a week or so with her and with the Lung Association, with a couple other leaders in the Senate Democrats, and then um, it got to the point where Matt Rinchler, our legislative attorney, and myself, you know, offered language that we thought could replace the bill, an amendment that doesn't create a new act, but just amends the current prospective tenant disclosure law. And, um, you know, the leaders in the Senate Democrat Party really liked that idea. And, you know, the sponsor liked that idea. And we spent about two hours on a negotiation Zoom and thought we kind of had it all hammered out. And they were going to draft language over the weekend. And uh, that was last weekend and sent it to us on Monday, which they did exactly that, sent it to us Sunday night. Um, we really liked it, really liked the amendment. It was very similar to the language we proposed, and it was the same 
concept as far as amending current statute and not create a new act. And, you know, uh, we had a couple red line provisions more for clarification of effective date and one consent reminder with mitigation and making sure this certain exemption was in. But that was it. Uh, then we kind of had crickets. You know, we sent that back and said, great working for you. We look forward to the amendment and we never saw the amendment file. <laughs> so I so you know, I was kind of getting worried about uh, I think it was Tuesday that I hadn't seen an amendment filed. So um, I reached out to the staff, the chief of staff that was uh, in our meetings and he informed us that, you know, the senator and the other stakeholders, the lung association aren't, you know, actually in agreement with the amendment anymore. Um, which really confused us because they drafted it. Mm-hmm. You know, the senator drafted right. it, so yeah. their language. Uh, so we tried to hammer some things out last minute, but ultimately we found out from the senator herself. She was, she honestly, Senator Elman's been great to work with. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of compromise and a lot of things come to the table, but ultimately, you know, we had to have a meeting where it was, hey, I got to do my thing. I know you want to run the original. I don't think that's the best policy, but we got to oppose the original because, we were there the whole time. And now that it's up for a vote to, that would send it ultimately to the governor. Yes, we've got to do a full court press, which we did um, exactly that and worked out in our favor. Um, but we, Betsy Mitchell and I worked those Senate chambers um, from about 10 a.m. to to they adjourned at three, four in the afternoon. And Ooh. we still had some committees to go to. And, um, you know, we spoke with a lot of the Senate uh, Democrats and a lot of the Senate Republicans, um, getting both perspectives and sharing our position paper and sent out a call for action with our members did great for we we informed the SLCs early in the day a little bit before the call for action to kind of get the buzz going and they did a great job in reaching out to their senators so um it was a full-on team effort uh from our legislative attorneys Betsy Urban and Matt Rencher like I mentioned reviewing language and and helping us draft um uh, Betsy Mitchell being Betsy Mitchell I mean just <laughs> you just saw her over there she's just the goat she's one of the greatest of all time I mean she just is unreal. We even had to borrow Nash, Old Nettle, or local GAD to help us reach out with position papers. I mean, it was it was a team effort, one hundred percent. But uh, like I said, it worked out in our favor, and they didn't call the original bill, and um, they asked us for new language um, that very day. Which by the next morning, we went back to the original amendment that we had in the first place. So, um, big win for us. Big win for us. And but. At the end of the day, it's not a it's not a big win for us. Is oh, we got what we wanted. It's honestly the best public policy, and it's what's fair to both parties in a contract. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're selling the movie rights to that to Aaron Sorkin right now. Um, but <laughs> that is just an, an intense amount of like stuff, just back and forth, and it really illustrates how hard and how well our government affairs team does work together there. So, uh, what what would you say the biggest takeaway from this whole? thing with the rate on tenant bill is what would you say to the members is the biggest takeaway um two things actually i thought about this the other day it's a really good question uh two things one is how important our member engagement is uh Mm. there were some legislators um that you know not for any particular reason you just don't have the best relationship with maybe you don't have a lot of interactions with or your genres or the area you cover doesn't really cross too much um but you just you just don't know them that well but our members might and, you know, when that top of the position paper said Illinois Realtors and our members were calling, our members were emailing and we were getting legislators, one that will remain nameless. And I won't use the word that she actually used to us, but very good friend of ours came out and said, hey, I've been a no the whole time. Just please make the email stop. Like, please, please. I've been a no the whole time. I get it. She was laughing, but like, I get it. Uh, so really the power in being involved and the power of, you know, reaching out legislators, 
they don't know and it's okay to them to you know vote for something that of course is going to stop radon and one of their caucus members puts forward you know of course why wouldn't i, I want to protect people and that's same with us we want to protect people that are exposed to radon and rental units hmm. but you know when you get into the policy of it it's not until you hear from that person who's who's involved in, or the practitioner of that every day you know the person holding that license the person that is operating that building you know being that landlord that mom and pop or the, the non-owner occupied whatever it might be you know it's when they hear it from that person and saying hey the amendment's better <laughs> you know hey yeah. you can still get what you want but don't do it this way you know i i really took away there that you know our, not only our member involvement but just how much legislators are willing to listen and then that right there is the, is the second part um you know when you have the the reputation we have, you know, you can, you think you, you could be an association that kind of just kind of rests on their laurels, sit back and says, Oh, I'm, you know, with the realtors, but it, it really does take a lot of, to a lot of legislators who might be attorneys or might come from different areas, a lot of expertise and a lot of knowledge. You, you can't just go in there and say, we're the realtors. Um, and that's where I think our internal team did a really good job of really narrowing in on this issue putting the best policy forward, working together to draft the best policy, being willing to compromise and bend on a few things that we understand will ultimately help rate on. It might be a little bit more uh, have to do in our membership as far as disclosure, but at the end of the day, it, that's not really lifting that heavy of a finger to help someone that might be in the danger of rate on. So, uh, but, you know, when you have the best policy, I really do feel like Drafting that, crafting it, and molding it into something that only works for both parties is fair to both parties and the actual transaction of a tenant and a, and a housing provider, but more importantly, makes the most sense and, and will do more good than, than anything. Um, that, at the end of the day, I think carries a lot of water with legislators that, hey, we're here to not kill bills, stop bills, but draft best public policy we can. 100%. And I think this is a great illustration of that, of how we work together not to kill things, but to just kind of amend them for the best policy, as you said there. So, um, of course, you guys don't have enough to do. Uh, so, But we do know that you have had your eyes and ears open because, you know, we can't afford to just focus on just one bill, as you said. Um, so uh, tell us about a few other proposals our team has been watching closely. Have um, others required as much back and forth as the radon tenant bill? But wh where else is our attention on right now with four days left in the session? Um, our attention right now, I, as far as back and forth, as much as the radon, no, yeah. um, you know, that was kind of a surprise, especially after the agreement that turned into a non-agreement. Right, right. Um, so no, nothing that heavy, no radon, that radon issue was, like I said, a full court press. But, um, you know, what we're expecting is the unexpected. At this point, you know, the major issues that we've kind of been working on are at a certain point in the legislative process that we're okay with, meaning like the radon amendment being filed and most likely being passing both chambers going on to the governor and some that we know are quiet and they can't go anywhere because they missed deadlines. Uh, just trying to react to any of those that might pop up. Uh, some might remember there's, there's some ideas out there to, you know, seal criminal history when, when looking at tenants record and, and seal eviction records. And so we're always looking at um, housing is, is cer certainly affordable housing, but housing is definitely an area that can be added to a lot of bills that are currently in the legislative process, ready to go in the passage form that could have a floor amendment, you know, a really good idea of, you know, not as extreme as like rent control, but a really good idea for a very specific area or very specific uh, demographic of maybe prospective tenants, for example, 
or energy. I know Betsy Mitchell uh, was shocked. We all were shocked, but not surprised, but shocked to see the 900-page uh, energy bill get attached as an amendment that made it a whole uh, from a bill that went, swiped out that bill, made it a whole new one. Wow. So uh, <laughs> that's I know that's her favorite, and that one has all the no gas stoves, no you know um, the whole litany of any energy environment um, issue and uh, program you might have heard of on even the national news is pretty much wrapped into that, the environmental justice bill. So that one got out of the light of day a little bit last week. So we got to monitor that. But really, uh, we're in really good shape right now. Like I said, we're we're looking for the unexpected um, that we can expect maybe. But, you know, we, we're trying to we're in a good spot of being able to react well to a single issue that pops up. Um, but we got to make sure that nothing in the budget, which will be the primary focus the next uh, four or five days, impacts us in a negative way. And um, but like I said, keep our eyes peeled, our whole team for for anything that might pop up last second. All right. So obviously those are the uh, issues and stuff. A few of the issues that are affecting directly our members and, and their businesses and stuff. But of course, the General Assembly has a ton of stuff that they're doing here, including the uh, state's annual budget. So if you, Jim Clayton, had a crystal ball, you know, open up a psychic agency or something, uh, would you, you know, predict that the legislators will agree on the budget and finish this spring session on time? Or do you think they might have to do like an over the work, over the weekend type of thing to uh, get to an agreement? I mean, I... <laughs> if I had a biased crystal ball, if I had just Jim Clayton's wish list, yes, we would be done. But, uh, you know, I hear back and forth. I don't think so. I think one chamber will. I think they will be done by May 19th. I think it has absolutely been their goal the whole spring session to be done by my 19th. They, I'll give you a hint of which one it is. They warned the other chamber who has double the amount of members in it that they wanted to be be done by 19th they'll send a budget over to them and sign one if they got to come back in summer like they used to have to when there was a different speaker of the house you know maybe that's maybe that's what they'll do but one chamber has made it perfectly clear that they want to be done this friday so uh i think there's a lot of uh early a.m sessions ahead of us this week <laughs> um this is uh you know the monday of the last week and sessions together will come in at four and five p.m in, in the house and the senate respectively so um, I, I, I think it's a lot, a lot of, uh, for our, our legislative team, a lot of late nights, a lot of coffee ahead of us, making sure that nothing pops up, nothing scares us and, uh, or nothing we have to stop last minute. But, um, uh, for the legislators, I think it's a lot of budget discussion in the next four or five days. And if both chambers can figure it out, you know, kudos, I think, like I said, my prediction is one will, one will come back this summer for a few special days. There you go. And as always, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, exactly. Where have we seen those before? Uh, yes, but of course, as always, members, our government affairs team, as you can clearly see, is all over it. They are always there looking out for your interests. And uh, even when things are getting thrown their way, curveballs and stuff, they make the adjustments and they hit them out anyway. So, um, Jimmy, if uh, people do want to uh, get any more information about this, I believe we have a new state capital report out there, right? Yeah, we had one sent out Friday, May twelfth. You can go to Illinois Realtors, uh, you know, dot org and, and and find our state capital report in the May twelfth issue. If, you, if you're not on that um, list that get those that gets those issues, please, uh, you know, reach out to us and make sure you're involved and, and get updated through the state capital report. Um, we'll have another one out Friday, and Jeremy, like you and I, are both hoping <laughs> the very last one of this session. 
Yes, yes, we are all hoping for that. Well, thank you so, so much, Jim. We are always happy to have you um, and any of the government affairs people stop by and let us know and give us our members the lowdown. Um, you guys, you have a standing invitation always to come back, visit whenever you want uh, when you feel something important needs to be shared with our members. But thank you for your time today and uh, keep going, go get them. Thank you, Jim. Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. And of course, thank you, our listeners, for joining us on the latest episode of Illinois Realtors Weekly. As always, give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media app. We will see you next week. Thank you.